Hello, and welcome to Café Sofé. Café Sofé is an unscripted interview-style podcast featuring a member of the LGBT plus community every single week. Café Sofé is recorded under COVID-19 restrictions. It's probably obvious, but I want to let people know that I know the home decor of all of my guests. A reminder that comedy is literally subjective. You know what isn't subjective? The use of the word literally. Hello, welcome to Cafe Sophie. I'm Sophie so fierce and I'll be your server today. Uh, what can I get for you? Well, the queue moved faster than I expected, so I just have a cappuccino. I didn't have time to think of a way to make my drink more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, do you want a shot of anything special in it? Oh, always. Just surprise me. Okay, semen it is. And can I get your <laughs> name for the cup? It's Chucky. Chuki, got it. Chuki, wonderful. Oh, that sounds foreign. Where about you from? Uh, I'm from Malta. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so your drink is going to take a little while. The reason, mysterious. Am I going to apologize? No. But um, I play this game with some interesting guests that come in. If you're interested. I mean, I've been called interested, so I'll take it. Yes, of course. Of course. So this game is called Expresso Yourself. Mm -hmm. I basically just ask you some invasive and really personal questions, um, and you can just answer them. How does that sound? The fact that it was introduced with a pun, I'm in. Let's go. What pun? Ex express? No, it's just me. Expresso Yourself? Is that just how you say it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> She's very silent. This, this barista is very quiet. <laughs> so, what is it you do? I am a full-time drag queen and entertainer. Oh, that must pay really well. You know it. As you can tell from my boho hobo chic, um, uh, it pays very well. Boho boho? Boho boho. Yeah, bojo, of course, always. Uh, I can tell you're a big Bojo supporter. You can tell I'm a I'm a raging Tory. That's me. <laughs> Do you want to just take your like right hand down a little bit? We are in a public place. You know what? You have to make yourself known from the get go. That's how you get free <laughs> coffees in certain places. <laughs> Not here. So, what is? So you are a drag queen and a comedian. So what are you really known for? Well. Uh, a bit of both, really. Like, my comedy style tends to be um, known for being a bit savage, a bit roasty. Um, uh, so that's kind of what I do. In Malta, I consider myself a D-list celebrity who's friends with the A-listers, and that's what really matters. Um, and there it's also, like, talk show after show, while here it's more focused on stand-up. The bit that I got to do before the world shut down. So, yeah. I see. So what kind of things do you do talk shows about or review shows about? Yeah, so in Malta, the primary thing I do is like once a year we have like a massive talent, it's a strong word, talent type competition. So like X Factor or Malta's Got Talent. Uh, and I tend to do the official after shows for that shit. Uh, and it's fun. Like people like me because I think I'm the only person in Malta who's like not afraid of hurting other people's feelings. So I actually say the truth. Like even the judges are like, it was so nice how you were tone deaf the whole time, but you were so brave. And I'm just like, she was crap. Say she was crap. Uh, they need like a Simon Cowell or something to 
I think I'm a Simon Cowell whose face can move a bit more. Um, and I think I'm nicer than Simon in that I can deliver it sweetly. And then you go home and go, oh, fuck, wait, no, he was, that was harsh. No. Mm, you give, like, thinking jokes. You know, you insult you someone and it's on their walk home where they go, yes. hold on a second. The so face style as well. I, I know that you're particularly um, adept at this technique because you've used it on me in the past. I have no idea what you could possibly be talking about. <laughs> I'm just a normal barista working minimum wage after I spent four years in uni getting a degree. I mean, can't we all relate? I spent five years and I'm not even making minimum wage. Oh, at this point you're going to have a doctorate and an esquire and still be working in home bargains. Listen, I would love to work in home bargains. That discount would be very useful for half the shit I take home to make into a dress. Sounds good. Ah, so you're a seamstress as well. What kind of stuff have you made? I I think I like I, by Glasgow standards I'm a, a flippin' expert, right? Because there's like three of us who can sew. One of us ended up on Drag Race, so like um, uh, you know the numbers are limited. I consider Chanel to be like an Edinburgh girl, right? So she's that's why I'm saying three. But uh, no, I sew multiple things. I always say that tool is my nemesis, and every week I find myself sewing more tool and hating my life for it. But when you're a big girl, a bit of volume from something that's not your waist is nice, you know? It's like oh no, this is the material the material that's doing this. Exactly, you just add as much volume on to, you know, distribute the mass. Exactly, you add the volume where you don't have it and then you're just like, look how skinny my waist is because my dress is two meters wide. Don't mind the crinoline cage, it's because I'm skinny. <laughs> I'm actually super skinny. I just can't mm, walk through doors. I, honestly, some of, the, some of the things I make, I'm just like, I have no idea how, like, because I've only done it for like digital drag. Um, I'm like, if I had to get into a cab, I have no clue how I'm going to fold this and like enter the space. Because in my living room, in the like center, it fits. And then to get through a door, I'm like turning it sideways, which, you know, I'm not very flexible. So I suffer to do anyway. <laughs> I'm just imagining you like full origami outfit as then you walk in and there's just a square in front of you and like you pull a string and it like unfolds itself. If you think I don't consider how to fold my outfits to pass through doorways, you're very wrong. Like the cage I made, I had to make sure that like I can twist it this way. Number one, to be able to sit because I will need to sit at some point. <laughs> and number two, to pass through doors. The cab is still the question mark. I really don't feel like walking like the, the one kilometer to like Polo or Dells in a full gown, so I still need to figure out the cab part, but we'll get there. Exactly, exactly. I'm, there's gonna be a point where you just build a chair into the bottom of your outfit, and the entire time you're just sitting on stage. You know what? That sounds like <laughs> the dream, and if you're not busy this afternoon, we need to plan it out. We need to sketch it, it needs to be done. Oh, I'm just at work, so, you know, there's not oh, a lot Just tell of me what time you it. get off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't get off very frequently. It's called <laughs> abstinence. That's my fault. I walked into that one. Yeah, yeah, I walked into that one. So, you've clearly done a lot while you've been in drag. Um, what are you most proud of that you've accomplished? Ooh, um, well, if we're getting a bit serious for a second. To be honest, like, doing drag in Malta when I first started was, like, alien, especially, like, publicly. So drag in Malta has always existed just like it's existed everywhere, but it was very underground, very, like pageanty back in the day and I think I was one of the first I'm not gonna say the first I mean it but I'm not gonna say it I was one of the first to do it very publicly and very um in a way that was like unapologetic so people responded negatively or positively but it just built a bit of a cult following so my first stand-up show 
like sold out all three nights that I did in Malta and I was like blown away by the fact that there were people who like didn't hate me and want me to die so it was like it was a bit of a shock like Malta for those who don't know is a very conservative um Catholic island so you know it, it comes with the territory but it, that was probably like my first show well probably my least funny show for obvious reasons um was the one I was proudest of because the fact that it like happened and sold out was like crazy mm-hmm. like because everything was underground and you had um been able to do it and do it so publicly and have it be such a success i can understand why that fills you with pride yeah it, it's it's also like now seeing lots of baby queens who like i think like i'm not going to take credit for them starting drag because that's almost certainly the tv show that everyone is obsessed with that that encouraged them to, to start but i um, think when you see under the hammer yeah exactly coach trip um uh, i think when you see someone locally do it and you're like oh he hasn't been murdered for it yet excellent i can also start so i'm not like i don't think my drag is incredible enough that they were like i have to start because chuck is so xyz but like seeing someone doing it and having a successful career and not losing all your friends and family members because of it they were like nice safe for me as well let's go so now there's a bunch of baby queens who are like you know running around the streets with their little flat um, hard fronts and having a good time which is amazing wow so they are really inspired by you I, I listen i'll fronts. take many things hard fronts are never i wore one hard front once two days into doing drag and then never again right that's the one thing i willn't accept is that my way they're ugly but they're not hard fronts <laughs> okay so you've talked about stuff that you're proud of and stuff you're known for what is something that you would like people to know about you that they maybe don't? Ooh, um, I think I'm very open with everything I do, so I don't know if there's anything they don't know about me that I don't want them to know. Like, there might be things that they don't know about me which I'm very, like, actively trying to keep from them. Uh, I just think, I hope people understand that in general, I think 99% of the time, especially when I'm making jokes, as I said, which are a bit harsh, a bit roast-like, it's to people I love, like, right? It's or people I like or at least respect in some way, shape or form. So it's it's always good natured in the sense that like, I might go too far because I, I'm an asshole, but um, it's it's never to actually tear the person down. And the 1% of the times it is, I literally on stage I've done it before where I'm like, and now I'm gonna talk about someone who I actually don't like. I always say I like all these people, but I don't like this person and I'm gonna tear it to shreds, let's go. So you'll always know when I don't like the person I'm speaking about, you know? That's the one thing I want people to know that it's not because I'm like jealous or trying to take them down. If I am insulting Rue Jazzle for her jazzed up wigs, it's just because I love her, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is really easy to make fun of her wigs. I mean, listen, Jazzed up wigs are a phenomenon in the scene, right? Every baby queen has one or wants one. Lola Fierce has 60. It's great. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're all hard fronts as well. So they are. She does, she does wonders with a hard front. Listen, the fact that she can get a curler through a hard front, that's a talent. And Ruja is <laughs> an angel. The fact she the doesn't lose she fingers get. when she puts her hand into a hard front is impressive. Impre- I mean, she's been friends with Oktoberfist for a while, so she knows the, the things that lie inside wigs that are dangerous. So she's yeah. like, she knows not to put her fingers where they don't, they shouldn't go. They bite. <laughs> okay, how about um, we do some quick fire questions just about um, drag in general and your Perfect. Okay, first question hard fronts or lace fronts? Lace fronts. Tights or pantyhose? Tights. Padding or non padding? Padding. Corsets or binders? Corsets. Ball gowns or tool gowns? 
Dual guns. Dual guns? Ooh, that was a hard one. Because <laughs> I make my tool guns ball guns. So I was like, ooh! <laughs> okay, Drag Race UK or Drag Race America? UK. Alright. <laughs> It's this so interesting. It's like way, it's fresher. It's like the OG seasons of America where it's not like, I know it is slightly produced, but it's like so much more fun and so much more authentic still. So, love it. Do you have any final thoughts about yourself you would like to share? I have no thoughts about myself. Head empty, smooth brain. I am a wonderfully open book. And any thoughts I have about myself, I usually tweet them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're a thought, you don't need thoughts. A man, a man. I'm neither, and I have none. So, you know, we get by. Hi, so we've had a slight problem with your drink. Um, we are currently milking the semen at the moment, but I think our chef is a little bit tapped out. So, you know, we've given him some water, we've given him some fruit slices, and, you know, I think we'll be ready to go after about an hour or so. Can I pay for some pineapple just to have it sent back there, just for me, you know, flavor-wise? Oh, of course. Thank no you. worries. We'll, we'll put that on the house. Don't worry about that. Oh my god, thank you so much. Um, in the meantime, uh, would you like to try our specialty blend. Um, we sort of do a daily blend coffee um, that we give out to some customers just, you know, while they're waiting for um, the secret sauce in the kitchen. Wouldn't it be great if I just said no? Uh, <laughs> I'd love to try it. I would love to try it. Great. You, this is basically um, doing shots at a bar. You have to do them even though you don't want to. Excellent, excellent. So um, here is our daily blend for today. So the daily blend is how does your culture or background influence what you do and your daily life here in Scotland? It's very wordy, I know, but um, if you want to just take a sip, feel free. Yeah, I'll just take, let me just take a quick sip and like mm -hmm. process it. Mm -hmm. What are your initial feelings about that? How does it... Colonialism undertones are great. I think mm. it's lovely to remind us that we were mm, taken over by everyone who had a warship for like the past 2,000 years. That's nice. Um, uh, no, it tastes lovely. It's a great question and I enjoy discussing it because Malta is a phenomenon. Like, it's such an interesting, like, removed, not because I'm from there. It is a tiny island in the middle of the Mediterranean with a population of like 420,000 people. That is an EU state. It's its own independent country. We have our language that is like literally unique to just Malta. And it makes no sense. Why does this tiny island in the middle of the Mediterranean who has been colonized by like literally everyone. The UK did a great job of keeping us for like 200 years. But like everyone else has tried and managed at some point in the past. If you had a ship and you were accidentally in the Mediterranean, you've taken over our country for a short mm -hmm. while. You so stumbled like, into Malta and accidentally called it Einstein. You know, it just happens. We're just like a very... I like to describe us. Everyone hates it when you say this, but it's the truth. We're very much like the hobbits in The Lord of the Rings, where we're like a sweet, <laughs> a sweet short, hairy toad nation who just wants to talk about vegetables. And then when people come in and are like, you have to give us 50% of your vegetables or we kill you all, we're like... 
try the carrots, they're great. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's what we are, and it's okay to accept that we don't look like Legolas. We look like, like Samwise Gamgee. You know, it's just, it's fine. It's just oh. in life. Please tell me that is the motto for Malta. I mean, it's what I keep saying, lovely. and they don't like it. It's more the potatoes that, that are lovely, then. If we're going to be honest with our vegetables, very root-based, because we also have no natural source of water. That's another thing. We shouldn't exist. We have no natural, like, very few natural sources of water. Like, it's just the country should not exist and does. And because of it, it's just, like, a bit alien, and why we're all a bit strange. Um, <laughs> it's kind it's of just... like how the pandas are dying out, and they've become so specialized in their diet that they just shouldn't exist anymore Literally. but Literally. because they're cute they're just <laughs> this giant because world our little hairy toes are love we're like a un heritage site and they just protect us no <laughs> like we did, we did well <laughs> with the tourism hairy toes that does sound like an only fans page <laughs> listen everyone in malta would open one and it would be like inflation in seconds because <laughs> there's no variety they're all the same hairy toes it's fine my sister, mine, everyone's just the same heritage. Um, uh, I was, anyway, so Malta's just like this very, very interesting mix of everything. And like, even I was noticing recently with my boyfriend while we were in shops and we speaking Maltese, and like uh, Arab people would like turn because our language is based in Arabic okay. because they were the first, one of the first to colonize us for a long time. Um, so the, it's, a, it's a Semitic, yeah, Semitic roots. So it sounds Semantic, Arabic. yeah. Semantic. Well, I don't know. Anyway, it's Arabic, basically. Um, and so, like, it sounds very Arabic, but it doesn't make sense. So, you know, like, when you're in Germany sometimes, and because the inflection sounds like English, and you're like, oh, they're not, oh, they're not speaking English. Like, Arab, Arab nations do the same thing with us, where they're like, you're speaking sort of our language, but it don't make sense. Uh, and that's just, you know, yeah, and then there's so, like, Italian if you words take a ho- Yeah, if you take, like, a whole holiday to Germany, and you hear those words, or anyone from England goes up to Scotland for more than five minutes, it's like, me it's, coming to this it's like our language, but it's not. But it's not literally like subtitling Lawrence Cheney on the show. It's just like, what's okay, the new? Oh, well, I, can't, I find out a new Scottish phrase every other week. I found Hogmanay last week. Hogmanay. You don't know what I didn't. Now I do. Hogmanay, New Year, same shit. <laughs> <laughs> and when they ring in the bells, what does that just say? Midnight, Christ. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so that's like, that, that's the context of Mortar, right? It's an alien, strange place. So, with that said, it's like our oldest temples are older than the pyramids and all this amazing shit. So we also have a rich history that was consistently stolen from us. So as a nation, we've had to do a lot of like soul searching, even as an individual of like, we kind of were brainwashed that our last colonizer who was the UK was like this perfect thing. And then slowly but surely you're like peeling back the days and being like, oh no, that wasn't all great. Ooh, maybe it wasn't as nice as we thought. Ooh, maybe the ones before weren't our saviors. Um, so it's always a bit like, hard to come to terms with that and try and see what's what's ours and what became ours because we took it into this but uh, what I've learned so far is that Malta is the hobbits of Europe also mm-hmm. the onions of Europe um, yeah we are the Shrek onion <laughs> you are layers. the Shrek hobbits um, and if you were to start OnlyFans it would all be the same it would all be hairy toes yeah then that's all you need to know thank you that was my time no it's just thank like you for with coming all to my of, TED talk <laughs> with all of that context it's very hard to kind of find what is influencing my drag or my art specifically as a culture, but it, it's, uh, I think the, the easiest way to sum it up is this like, 
natural resilience in inverted commas to like learn how to laugh at yourself or make the best out of a shitty situation because that's what genetically we've had to deal with for <laughs> that's thousands what you've been genetically pro programmed to do is just be like okay well this is fine well this is fine literally that meme of the dog with the house on fire you're just like well you know what i still have a table and i have a mug on it so you know, you know what? i'm very thankful for my mug that meme was based after this cafe. Like, if you just look to your left over there, that's uh -huh. the table. The table the dog is sitting at. I'm so proud, and I'm very glad that the arsonist has finally been taken away from this cafe. Or have they? We'll never know. We'll move on from that question before you're arrested. But yeah, so it's, I, I guess it's like this national sense of like self-deprecating while at the same time loving who you are secretly, but not being overly boastful about it in case someone else comes and takes it away from you again. <laughs> so, how does that fit in when you're spending time in Scotland? Because um, being from here, I we have a very self-deprecating kind of humour as well. And I've obviously been under the um, English thumb for quite a while as well. So, so Scotland really super interesting because anytime a Scottish person annoys me, I go, well, at least we got independence. Um, uh, that's just my, that's just my quick put down. Uh, <laughs> but like, I find Scotland so interesting because I super relate to the like, struggle of like, well, guess we're stuck with these English people for a while longer. And I, every time someone's like, but what about independence? What would you vote for? And I'm like, how could I ever say no? To something like, yeah. but economically i'm like yeah but we got independence and i'm so glad we did how can i ever be that like you don't deserve it lol uh it's like i could never do that um it's just that also scotland is very different to malta in that it's a bigger nation it's much more prosperous you have natural resources you haven't been colonized by we, have we have you water we have water have water it's crazy but it's just like it's so interesting because some ways were very similar and some ways were very different and um, Scottish people obviously feel like England has consistently oppressed them for a long time because probably that's what has happened. Uh, but I'm also like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but uh, they didn't like, you know, starve you as a nation or like, you know, you no, as a big World War Two. No, they're not great. I'm, I'm not like that's what I mean. Like, you know, it's <laughs> it's just I I find it very interesting how similar and sometimes I'm also mm -hmm. a bit like, well, you know what, bitches, you all are a North European, ex-European country, <laughs> like. You're fine. But that's just my bitterness showing, which is not yeah. a nice look on anyone, you know? Except in coffee. Bitter coffee is always good. That's I know. That's why we add the semen to it. it. adds that little bit of, like, more mm, bitterness that's why I'm waiting. to it. Exactly. It also means that I found, like, the self, like you say, the self-deprecating style or the, like, um, you know, the, like, outlook on life or, or towards a colonizer or towards anything is very similar so i settled in in terms of friends quite quickly because like it's the same sense of humor or the same like you know outlook on on many things especially with when it comes to comedy or when it comes to you know art and um, having a similar starting point means that i fit in quite comfortably here and it was a nice stepping stone for me to go from like tiny rock to actual city aka glasgow without feeling like oh i'm in new york and nobody knows who i am and nobody gets it because you can on the street, people are like, there's a, a level of understanding between us, you know, except they don't understand me because of the way I speak English and I don't understand them because of the way you speak English. <laughs> there's, so there's a, no a locking of eyes. There's no communication, but it's a look of, exactly. I see it's, you, I see it's you. Pheromones. It's pheromones. Mm -hmm. It's pure, unadulterated pheromones and that's it. There's no communication vocally. Mm -hmm. That is actually um, how we exchange goods and services um, in this cafe, just an array of pheromones. So um, I'd save yours for... 
when your order's ready. That's good because I like my card has been declined in many places, so I'm glad it's just the pheromones. Then that's a problem, not my bank account being completely empty because I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. I get that. Thinking of working in cyber, though, my good friend Fatima was telling me that I should really take up a career in cyber. So. Oh my God, Fatima was in here the other day, or was she? Um, she kind of like hacked her system. Um, That's I'm so proud of her. You know, I know. I'm so proud because of she wore her lockdown weight in her name. The first part, at least. Every time someone says Fatima, my first instinct is like, are they talking to? Oh no, they're just saying a name. Just saying a name. <laughs> I'm always sure it's me. I like the fact that this barista, you're such a wonderful barista, Sophie, because my name was Chucky, and even though you may have gotten slightly incorrect, you didn't go with Chunky, um, which is the classic that people tend to go for. Uh, it's I, I okay, Chucky, honest. I got you, I got you, girl. Thank you so much. I just assume that's how you say it, that's how you say use. You do say or, the poor or or Sophie. So yeah, Kalur. Kalur, yeah, calorie counting, that's what I do every day. Yeah, doer. <laughs> Your now we're just saying words that make no sense. Like so, Malta was colonized and oppressed. Now we're just gonna say funny words for five minutes. Is that okay with you? It's absolutely fine. You know, anyone in this cafe listening into this conversation is gonna be like, "Oh, you know the bit I love the most when they, <laughs> when just, they were start just saying double O's all words." <laughs> you know what? It's entertainment, folks. Normally, you'd have to pay to see this. Right now, I'm paying for this coffee, not getting a coffee, and just saying, or are you? So, back to some semblance of normalcy. <laughs> so, you talked about sort of how you relate to Scottish people and stuff. Have there been any challenges that have come from um, moving here from such a different place? Well, the cold is what, <laughs> but I love the cold, so it's been an interesting but like positive one. Like not sweating off my makeup or through all my dresses is an alien concept to me, so that's great. But then, in terms of actual challenges, I think it's just, especially because like the struggles I faced in Malta were inventing a scene where I could work. Invent because there was very little stand-up comedy because we don't like that kind of comedy because it insults people. We don't like standing. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I, I can tell. Uh, I, I literally had someone, we had so little stand-up in Malta, I offered a celebrity like tickets to one of my shows, complimentary, so I could insult her and not feel bad. And she was like, I don't know if I'll come to her because my boyfriend doesn't really like standing because it's a stand-up show. And I was like, girl, please. Like, it does. So that's just how limited the Wait, knowledge of stand-up think? is. She, she genuinely think? thought stand, you have to stand up as an audience member. Like, that's how limited the knowledge of stand-up is in Malta, right? So the challenge there was creating a stand-up scene so people would, like, spending half my show insulting myself so when I make one joke about someone else, nobody cries for that person. Um, so that was one. And obviously drag, as I mentioned earlier, was a huge challenge in terms of, like, you know, conservative Catholic nation, you know, male-presenting individual dressing up, whatever. Um, so those were the challenges back home. And it's like, that's a different kind of fight because you're like, fuck your system, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, you know, it's a very encouraging fight. Then you come here and the challenge is like the scene is established. There's a million and one other queens doing what similar things to what you do. Mm-hmm. How do you stand out? Right. So for me, that was it that I had to stop this like campaigner and like trailblazing and people are sending me death threats and just be like oh skinny mini standing on that corner so i guess i have to find a different corner to hand out my flyers okay you know like it's just it's a very weird shock that it's a it's still a competition mm-hmm. and it's still like pushing yourself to be better but for like different reasons so that was like a mindset i had to shift out of and into a new one i think is the biggest I see. challenge 
Mm-hmm. So it was definitely, it was definitely trying to um, fight that. I am a trailblazer, and I am starting new to. Oh, I actually have to get on with people and sort of be nice now. I need to, to honest, I need to I get enjoy... people to be nice to me. Like the. I've had um, some wonderful queens here over the lockdown become like nice friends, <laughs> virtual friends, obviously, but still like much more than I thought, which was nice for me because I never really had sisters back in Malta. Like it was, I was literally on my own. And then there were like these new baby queens coming up who would never look at like, look at me and be like, sister, they'd be like, can you tell me how to do my thing? You know, it wasn't the same like thing while here it's like, they're like, oh girl, don't worry. I know comedy shows are hard to get, but here's how you can get one. And so that was nice, and I enjoyed that. It it was just like accepting that there is a million drag queens in Glasgow alone, and um, just doing like not trying to win over the audiences from them, but sticking to what you do well, and knowing that eventually people will like click onto that, right? And also not being able to translate. I worked for two years to build up a name in Malta, and then I came here being like, I have a name, and everyone's like, I don't fucking know it. So <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, I can see that you're nearly finished with your drink there. Um, do you want to just give us your final thoughts on um, our daily blend, which was um, how your culture or background influences your drag and your daily life in Scotland? Well, closing thoughts are, um, you know, it's very hard to separate. I think of them as background. swallowing thoughts, you know, your last you know, chug. Okay. Your last chug. It's very hard to separate your background from who you are and you really notice how integrated it is when you leave the space where people have the same background as you and then you're like oh this isn't normal for everyone else interesting and i guess that kind of like helps you hyper focus what makes you special and work on that more you know yeah i know (laughs) hi guys thank you so much for listening to this special episode of cafe sophie now I'm really sorry that this is coming out a day later than I originally planned. However, there was some issues on my end. I had a super, super busy week and basically like I had some technical issues as well, but it's up now. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. So to stop you enjoying this episode, I'm going to interrupt you and plug some stuff. So the first thing I'm going to plug is that I am doing the Mother Tucker show on the 9th of February. It is the Lockdown Lover show. Bring me and a bunch of amazing special guests uh, that is based that are all based in Scotland. They're all wonderful performers. Um, you can watch on free on Twitch on the Mother Tucker HQ Twitch channel. Basically, it's a night of drag performances, all based around the theme of love and being in lockdown. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm single and there's not a lot of love going on in my life. Yeah. But the second thing I want to plug is that I'm also doing a show that is going to be live stream from Japan. Crazy, right? It's weird thinking that like something I've done is going to be like shown in an entirely different country to a completely different audience. But the show I'm going to be doing is Casket of Horrors. It is the Heartbreakers one, which is coming out on Valentine's Day. So that is coming out at 7 p.m. Japan time, or it is coming out at 11 
a.m. UK time. Now, the link to both these shows are going to be in the description of this video. So, this video, this episode, this episode, this is a audio-only medium. But yes, the links to all of these are going to be in the description of this episode. So, please click on those, give them a listen, a listen tip us if you want, and please tune in and just, you know, watch both these shows. You know, we're all stuck in lockdown. We're all missing a little bit of love. But you know what we really do need? Some fun stuff making fun of the concept of love. You know, that's kind of the vibe I give out. So thank you so much for listening to this megasode. Again, I'm so sorry that it's coming out a day late. Please check out those links in the description. I feel like a total YouTuber, you know, just yelling out like, share, and subscribe willy-nilly. <laughs> anyway, on with the episode. Okay, so I have some good news and some bad news. That's always life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which would you like to hear first, the bad news or the good news? The good news first, it's fine. Good news is that we have a variety of different kinds of fruit. Okay, that's lovely for you guys. Congratulations to your supplier. Bad news is? We don't have any pineapple. So we do have pine needles, apple product placements in store. And we do have guava, and we can, if we really, really need to, stab a guy, drain his blood, and perform a satanic ritual. But we don't have pineapple. Easier than going to like a Tesco and picking up a pineapple, right? The murder part. I mean, do you really want to go to Tesco in the global pandemic? Yeah, that's fair. We'll just, we'll just, okay. So we'll commit murder in the name of Satan, um, and we'll just stick with that. Cool, cool. I just need you to um, sign a consent form. Um, you may also, we also do need to require parental supervision. So. Okay, uh, so flights from Malta are closed right now, so I can Zoom them or Skype call yep. them or something. That's fine. That's okay. We'll get all the cool. paperwork sorted afterwards. Don't worry. Cool, perfect, perfect. perfect. <laughs> um, in the meantime, um, how about we play another little game? Always. Let's do it. Great. Uh, so this is a game I like to call decaf or full blend feels like i have to answer right away full blend <laughs> well you're failed but it doesn't matter oh, well man. i'll explain the rules first so um well, i basically have these three cups of coffee here that people didn't want you know sometimes the wait time is just too long sometimes you know a mysterious illness takes over their body they lose all semblance of themselves and fade away into the nothingness that we all must join one day in the void catholicism yeah go on actually i believe they're protestants so you know oh that's nice for them yeah uh-huh. shows shows where your xenophobic lie roots lie anyway <laughs> yes. notorious xenophobes tiny water exactly you know it's like art it's not what you put into it. it's what you take from amen amen Anyway. anyway, so I've got these three unused coffees here. Two of them are full blend, and one of them is decaf. So your job is to figure out which is which. 
Uh, the full blend coffees are true fact, and the decaf coffee is a false fact. Perfect. False fact, American style. I love it. Yep, exactly. So I've actually um, prepared three facts just, you know, from my brain, because I'm a smart barista who didn't plan for this to happen. I mean, we clearly don't know each other. No, never met. Never, not once, not once. Um, but I actually have three facts about um, your hometown of Glengarnock. Yes, Glengarnock, Kilm- Kilmarnock Rock, Killy, um, a.k.a. Malta, same thing, right? Yeah, tiny a- islands. A- yep, tiny islands. <laughs> Uh, so, um, I'm just going to tell you three facts about Malta. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that you had to pause. <laughs> about the Shire. Three facts about the Shire. Uh... <laughs> three facts about the Shire. Go. <laughs> no, um, so I'm just going to tell you three facts about Malta and you can give me your opinion on the facts. Um, and, you know, whether you think they're true or not. Does that make sense? Sounds great. Yep. Oh, cool. So, our first is that Malta has spent more time as a British colony than a part of the Roman Empire. What do you think about that? Uh, I know that we spent 200 years... No, 1800 is when the English decided to take over, and they left 64, so that's 164 years. The Roman part is my big question. Like, how long were we Roman? I'd say, yes, we were longer... With the UK. Do I have to say decaf or like no, 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 no. We'll go through all the um, coffees. First oh, and then right, to right. It's just so, okay. whether you like, just like what I, so. So far, I suspect that this is true. If it's the UK was not, colonized us for longer than the Romans, then yes, I suspect this is true. But let's see the rest. So you're pinning that as full blend for. This tastes a bit full blend. Yeah, yeah it tastes full bodied. Has that must go. Mm. How badly did Britain treat the rest of the world? <laughs> Our second fact. Malta, on average, has 300 days of sunshine each year. Oh, Bish, I know this is true. This is the one that this we shout true. at everyone we can. When everyone's like, oh, it's so sunny in Glasgow in January, you're lucky. I'm like, nah, bitch, luck is 300 days of sunshine. <laughs> Um, uh, no, this one I this one is definitely because this one you definitely it just gives you that zing. There's no way it's decaf, you know. It's walking the right. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, you take one sniff of it and you're already upright. You know, you know, just like upright, standing upright. You know, you know the poppers of coffee, if you will. Amen. <laughs> and the third fact, which I guess you're going to be choosing between two then, since yes. you know... <laughs> since I knew that sunshine one like this. <laughs> knew the sunshine one right off the top of your head. This has never happened before. Everyone else I interview is just a dumb bitch. <laughs> so Malta is ranked third in terms of illiteracy in Europe. Third. There's no way. We are... Thick as shit. <laughs> so you, it's not, oh, I'm pure national. My people must be smarter than third. And you're like, no, it has to be. <laughs> because I know that we have a shocking, like, jokes aside, our education system is was implemented by the English, and we're clinging to it like hey, it's nobody's business. You can just stop the sentence. <laughs> our, our education system was designed by the English. 
it's, it, we're clinging to it like it's nobody's business. And England is like, no, this is bad. We should change. And Walter's like, no, why would we change it? It's only 60 years old. It's new. Um, so I find, like, if we are, I'm going to look like a real asshole and an unpatriotic cunt. But. So you don't think you're no third? No way we're third. Like, we're number one at many like lists. Third like, third No, as in, like, third Oh, from the bottom. Oh, yes, third definitely. from then the that's... bottom. I was like... <laughs> no, no, I was at the top. I was like, there's no way we're Oh, no, I, it's, like, third from the bottom. I'll say it again. Malta yes, is ranked third in terms of illiteracy. Oh, illiteracy. Illiteracy. <laughs> oh, because I'm like, we top all the worst charts. We're in like, Europe. I think the most obese... Uh, and like we we're top of the bad ones. Yeah, see now that is confusing because I don't know if we're third or like first. <laughs> um, and the other question was that we spent longer under British rule than under Roman rule. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, it could it, still be the sunshine one. Could it still could be, be 301 days of sunshine, right? Um, what is it? 300 days of summer? That really shitty Hetty movie. That really shitty film. Also, our existence. Um, <laughs> also known as Malta, the life story. So the life I would time. say I think you're you're messing with me with the illiteracy one, and we're like second, not third. So I'm gonna so say this is, the full... this is from the bottom. I just wanna elaborate. Yeah, no, I know, but from the bottom. I'm sure that we're like you're gonna like we're actually worse, and you try to make us nicer, or we're like fourth, and you said let's bump it up one worse and see where it lands. So I would say, yeah, I'm gonna go with full blend being the sunshine one. It's not gonna be. It's obviously gonna be a different one. The sunshine one and the English one are full blend, and the lit illiteracy one is the decaf. Okay. So I can confirm, this is going to be really shocking to you, mm -hmm. Malta does have an average of about 300 days of sunshine. Oh, like, shocking. See that one Absolutely shocking. I, I bet I've changed your entire viewpoint on Malta. I just, now I actually want to go home. I forgot <laughs> about the sun, you know? You know, a lot of people come into the shop and do just want to go home. You know, that's a very familiar <laughs> that's the effect you have feeling they have. Uh-huh. Also know this, that the average temperature is 18.9 degrees centigrade. Yeah, I sweat like... like Celsius, not centigrade. Cent <laughs> not is it not the same thing? <laughs> no, um, Celsius. Cent well, I don't know what centigrade is, I think I just made that up. I think it's the old way of saying Celsius. I don't know, it feels familiar. Um, but yeah, that makes sense as well. I, I, my, like, my nightmare was gigs for, for like August, summer gigs. And I'm like, oh, it's a pool party. It will be at noon. Can you come in full drag? And I'm just like in a double stacked wig and like 16 <laughs> layers of tights being like, it's fine. Just um, uh, downing my, as much ice as possible. Like you my makeup doesn't move. You are there, so you gotta We do have water now. It. We just have to force it. We have to make it with reverse osmosis. Um, uh, <laughs> But yeah, if I can keep my makeup set in August in Malta, and someone's like, because my eyeshadow keeps smudging, I'm like, go, get good. You're just like, weak. Weak! This is what you are, you are weak! Oh, what's that, what's that meme? It's like two people complaining, and then a person turns around and it's like, um, simps. <laughs> what? I do not know what you are talking about, but I do not have internet in my house, that's what. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Poor, poor. <laughs> Anyway, um, so the last two facts, you've said for full blend that Malta has spent more time um, as a British colony than, than a Roman part one. of the Roman Empire. And that what is decaf is Malta is ranked third in terms of illiteracy. In yes, yes. 
Yes, Buzz. I feel like I'm on a quiz show and I just want to know the answer. Did I get it wrong? <laughs> so, the full blend, I can confirm, is that Malta has spent more time as a British colony. Yes! I will Imperialism. not use my Because <laughs> the Roman Empire definitely didn't last that long. Like, we all think it's amazing, but it's actually quite a fast, in inverted commas, rise well, and fall. Here's the thing, it's not that Malta was like, you know, part of the Roman Empire and then the Roman Empire just instantly felt that Malta was so shit. It was that, it was that the Roman Empire basically continuously fell apart and countries would come in and out of it, constantly. So it was like, it, technically, there isn't a lot of places in the Roman Empire that remained in the Roman Empire for a particularly long stretch of time, apart from um, Constantinople and Rome, even though that fell apart midway through. That didn't go great for them. I think this is also the time, if I am not incorrect, we had Byzantine Empire for yeah. a while, and Malta like hopping in and out. Like Yeah, Byzantine Empire was in charge of Malta for a while, and then that fell apart, and then the Ottomans mm -hmm. tried to mm -hmm. take over Malta. They, 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 the Ottomans got a, a nice chunk. The, like, the Arab rule in Malta was quite a, a long, a nice long chunk before the knights came, and then, you know, well, the knights bullshit happened. That's when it became deeply Catholic. And then the French came for two years. Uh, and we hated them, hated them, and we're literally like English. We invited the English to colonize us just so we wouldn't have to have French rule. That's how much we hated the fucking French. Like it's nuts. The like little hobbit people actually had a rebellion against France, locked all the French soldiers in a city, and we're like, you stay the fuck there and you don't speak to us because we're angry at you. Flag down another colonizer, and we're like, please take us, just as long as we don't have to deal with these French assholes, please. <laughs> You're like every Scottish person that wanders into a Pret-a-Manger accidentally and just fuck these French people right fuck now. Fuck these French assholes. Take a shower. Stop smoking cigarettes. Croissant. <laughs> like they, they just wasted all our weed making croissant. It was just a bad time. Okay. So where do we rank illiteracy-wise? What's where that? do you rank it? So that was decaf. So you do not rank third in terms of illiteracy. Like do you want to know where you rank? Do you have <laughs> oh, an oh, idea? Are we first? Are we first? Yep. <laughs> the most illiterate place in Europe uh, is Malta. It's for know the facts. For know the of statistics. Course, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the reason I knew this is because I know. Like, as in, like, parents of friends in inverted commas who literally can't read. So, like, one parent. So, the statistic for Europe is that 6.7% of people over the age of 15 are not able to read or write. 15. There's kids who are Over the age of 15, yep. Over the age of 15. So, that's where it counts because by the age of 15, you are supposedly meant to be able to read and write comprehensively. Yeah, 6%. 6.7. 6.7%. So if you well, think of that, that is just under one in, a, uh, one in every 10. That's literally nuts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Literally crazy. I can't believe what's like, something, let me do the quick math of like... One do the quick numbers. math, yeah. So it's 6%. 6.7, yeah. So it's closer to 7, yeah. That's around 27,000 people. Yep. 27,000 people. Yeah. Well, that makes 
uh, a lot of sense and also makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had some also like some bonus facts I had prepared because but I didn't think they were that interesting. Do you want to hear a couple? I love facts. Oh, so you, okay, you can tell me whether this is true or not. A uh, decaf or fill blend. Um, Malta, although it has a population of just less than half a million, over a hundred, over, sorry, over a million people in the world speak the language. Uh, I would say this is full blend because there's a bunch of people in Australia who speak the, the language because they're like grandparents who are Maltese and they're like, I'm Maltese too! And they all yep. speak the language. <laughs> yep, got it in one, got it in one. <laughs> Nailed it. And the next one, you can tell me if this is full blender. The people of Malta are known as the most generous country in the world. In, well, we love to call ourselves that, right? Uh, <laughs> I think it's also it's also full blend. I think because um, they like average how much like donation per capita is given, and it's like a, an actual decently high number. I know we have like a one a year drive where there is like three million just for like on one specific day. So, yeah, I say we are. Ah, uh, so that one's true as well. Do you want to guess what percent of households in Malta give uh, money to charity every year? 30? 35? Much higher. Oh! Uh, wow, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> so minus my household, 99%. What's an average number, really? 83. 83%, that's crazy. The only thing Eight. higher than that is our voter turnout. Look at uh -huh. us. Yeah, I like how you chose the literacy right? when you could have you could have said that we were being generous. No, you're like they're they're literate. They're literate. They're a little bit fucks who hate French. <laughs> so they can give money, they just can't write the check for it. Exactly. They they all turn out to vote, but they can't read the ballot. They just tick. They just tick whatever. Just imagining a Maltese. Is it Maltese? Is that is that yeah, what it Maltese is? Yeah. Say it's <laughs> I think my brain goes to the novel of Maltese Falcon. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure it's related to Malta, no? I, I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just imagining the Maltese voter slip and it just, like, gets handed back and it's just covered in little pits. Well, I, I wish that it was fully a joke. The thing is, it's a very... Um polarized party system where it's a two-party system and it's very tribal in that you are born in this party and you vote for this party so like it's known that old people when they can't vote like because they're like unable to move they ask for assistance and they're like okay who do you want to like vote for first and then it's like nah just start number one to five and just give it to the like all the red or all the blue like and they're just like i don't give a shit who's elected as long as my party wins so it's like you're not um, completely off the, the well, you know i'm really glad that um, some larger countries like the UK or the US are torn apart by two-party politics at all. <laughs> it's, I blame you, right? We just copied. We're like that kid in the back of the class who doesn't know what's going on, but they copy because that's what everyone else is doing. You're tribal, <laughs> let's be tribal as well. And it's you do cop, and that's how you copy. That's why there's such a high literacy rate. You just copy the people in front of you and you never learned. Exactly. We're just like America. They don't read much. Let's copy them in that respect. You know, we'll be fat like Americans and um, tribal politics like the UK, uneducated as well. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by the Malta government. <laughs> Visit Malta.com. Great beaches, stupid people. I'll spell the website out for you. M. <laughs> M. Um. The wiggly no, one. Stuck. The wiggly one. <laughs> Pickle pyramid. 
Left hand. Jesus. Jesus. That's the only one we know. That's why I know. That's the T, the cross. He saved us. <laughs> Hi, so I have good news and even better news. That's better than the last time we spoke where you had bad news involved. So yeah, let's go. Okay, so the good news, um, we think, you know, his refractory period is done, which is really good. Do you want to know the even better news? Sure, yes. Yeah, uh, he wanted me to give you his number. So, you know. Ah, sisters between us. Is he cute? Should I take his number or no? I mean, I'll put it this way. People order the semen coffee at least 12 times a day. So, you know, it's a little bit. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? I'll take it. Yes, absolutely. I will give them my number. It yeah. is um, 077. Oh, we're not doing it. Okay, we'll do it later. I'll write it down. I'll write it down. You know, there's a lot of people who listen into this. I wouldn't give your real phone number out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give my Maltese one instead. <laughs> Good luck. Exactly. In a dead old iPhone somewhere in yeah. apartment. Maybe I'll find it. Yeah, uh -huh. get them to send a text to the Maltese number and we'll just see if they're able to read it. <laughs> well, you know what? Now you have to pay extra to send numbers to Maltese. Because my Maltese number is still in the EU, so... Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. So he is just, you know, going to finish up um, back there and get everything prepared for you. Um, would you like to play one final game? Since, you know, I've kind of got to know you a little bit better and, you know, I just want to hear your opinion on something stupid. That's yeah, not I feel like we're coming, <laughs> I feel like we're becoming fast friends, like you'll insult me in the changing room and call me fat or something. Because we haven't done that before, it just feels like something we can do now as friends. Yes, exactly. So, the game is called In Venti Words or Less. Why is it called that? Like the Maltese language, it, we just throw a little bit of Italian in there just to spice things up. Perfect. So, <laughs> essentially, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, we'll talk about your answer. We'll talk through your answer first, and then um, you get to sum up in 20 words or less. How does that oh, sound? So, okay, the 20 words at the end. Excellent. Because I was going to bring my fingers out to start counting already, but no, we don't have to get there. <laughs> Do not worry at all. We'll talk, about, we'll talk through the answer first. Okay? So your question is, if you could replace all the grass in the world with something else, what would it be and why? <laughs> if I could replace all the grass in the world. So mm -hmm. I am not a grass expert because... For really? The... You look like you've smoked a couple grass in your time. That, yes, the grass that casually grows in like Queen's Park is what I'm referring to because I... We don't have grass in Malta that's like... I think because of the lack of water we can't afford to have grass everywhere so like any patches of grass we have is like do not step so when I first moved here I was like traumatized by the amount of people who could walk on the grass <laughs> so like it's still alien I can just walk on the grass and sit on it and, like, I imagine people walking around the grass in front of you and you just screaming with every step <laughs> honestly panic every time my friends would walk on the grass I'd be like, like come and I'm like can I step on it you sure and I'd see like the police I'm like oh my god I'm on the grass I wish this was not true but like I'm only just getting over the grass fear as so, that's a bit of grass context for you. If I could replace it with anything, now the knee jerk is gonna be something edible, right? Because I'm number one, plus size diva. 
Uh, number two, it would like make the world better because then like people who might not have a home can eat the grass and stuff. But edible stuff goes bad quick, so that's just a recipe for a month of joy and then like six months of smell. Uh, which is what we call salmonella behind her back. Um, <laughs> so you want something non-perishable. You're, you're going to choose something non-perishable. Non yes, that's the start, right? So what is something... Because grass is just so pointless, but so important at the same time. So if I could replace it with anything. This is literally... Like, it's gonna be 15 minutes of silence as I have a full breakdown. <laughs> just like, internal shutdown. <laughs> it's just a personalized question, or does everyone get the same grass question? God damn it, I can't even try and pull from other people. What will I replace grass with? <laughs> oh, I have an idea. It's still technically grass, but <laughs> okay. can we replace it with the Pokemon grass? Where when you walk through it, you're like attacked oh. by some random monster who you can make your friend or die. And that way, the only people who'll survive long term are the most people traumatized to not step on the grass. Oh, and then you'd like go and have a little bit of an adventure. So like, Malta can colonize the world because oh, they don't have any. Finally! Pokemon! Exactly. We won't know where to go, we won't be able to read the map, but we'll okay. just go everywhere. No, I but you like. Were meaning like literal grass type Pokemon. Like just no, no, no. A servine growing up from the ground. <laughs> no, just I like... mean place natural lane grass. Because now that I can step on it, I'm like, you're not special. Before it was special, but now I'm like, I can just walk on you. Who needs your? You're not special off. to me anymore. <laughs> like I can pluck you out of the ground. That's normal. Fuck off. Go feed a midge or something. Um. So now I want the grass to grow like hip height and be filled. With I hope. Them. Do you mean a midge? I hope you mean a midge, not a midge. <laughs> No, I mean, what are those little bugs? Those <laughs> are midgies. They're not mid. Those are midge. It's no, it's a midgie. A midge is like a short person. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it as a slur. No, I didn't mean a half slur. I meant like this, the bug that bites you. I thought it was a midge. Uh, a midgie. A midgie. <laughs> midgie sounds fake. I don't believe you, but sure. I feel like you're making me say the rude word now. No, I feel like I'm no. gonna be like out with my friends. I'm like, oh, a midgie bit me, and they'll be like, it's oh, racist. <laughs> Like, I don't know, I'll just call it a bug, right? Let's call it a bug. I'm, okay. Grass is only good for small biting bugs. Let's like quadruple it in length and make replace it with the pixel, pixel graphics, Pokemon grass around the world. And like, let's get back to the joy that we all had when we first started playing Pokemon. The I world. do think of one slight problem with that, okay. that before you enter it, there is going to be an old guy that runs up and goes, stop, you can't go in there. Yeah, that's fine. CJ Banks will be happy to find a new boyfriend. So um, <laughs> it's uh, it only took like an hour of this podcast for me to start roasting people. It's fine. Uh, it it's just a, happens a once anyway. Uh, it's a coffee shop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> an hour and a half in this coffee shop for me to start roasting people. Uh, but that just happens once, and you tell him no. You just go like, don't be careful. You don't want to go alone. I'm just like, fuck you, bitch. The options are sure, old man, I get it, or fuck you, bitch. Um, I can't talk right now doing hot girl shit and you just go to the grass, you know? Yeah, sure. I feel like that's the only acceptable. You literally asked me what I would replace grass with. I think you taller chose grass. grass. And you chose... I'm funny, not creative, alright? That's different. Funny, not creative. That... I feel like that should be your tagline. I'm funny, not... 
when I start my own podcast, so that we can have the hundredth podcast. Again, what is a podcast? I've been recording you secretly, and I'm gonna put it on the internet. That's oh, you're like the government or my ex-boyfriend. It's fine. I'm both at once. I'm your ex-boyfriend elected to government. <laughs> so yeah, replace grass with taller grass. It's more fun. I think it will do the minimal damage to the ecosystem. Replacing grass with chocolate will like kill the earth. So I think I made the smart decision, and you can mock it. Write in the comments down below, Chucky is a dumb bitch. Okay, okay. So, here's my follow-up question to that. This grass from Pokemon has Pokemon in it, presumably. How is that not going to affect the local wildlife by having fucking fire-breathing lizards over there? I mean, listen, it will affect its less right fair enough everything comes with some you know the rainforests are dying but we now have hope but we like there are some pokemon who probably like breathe carbon dioxide reducing greenhouse gases so we lose a few geckos to charizard so be it that's called the circle of life sweaty um uh, look up the life sweaty sweaty it's a sweetie it's a mem go on the internet barista okay <laughs> so would you so like I need to, to summarize it yeah, would you like to sum up your answer in 20 words or less? Before you start, I'll repeat the question, okay? <laughs> so, if you could replace all the grass in the world with something else, what would it be and why? I would replace all grass with taller, pixelated Pokemon grass. Because it's more fun and Morta can colonize the world. Done. 20 words exactly. <laughs> you are proving the statistics wrong. <laughs> Amen. Look at me trailblazing once again. Ooh, it's such a burden. Trailblazing through that long grass, stabbing Pokemon, and decimating ecosystems. Perfect. Sounds like my legacy is sorted. <laughs> Oh, and would you look at that? Your semen cappuccino is red. Oh, finally. Oh, it's cold. That's fine. That's fine. I don't, I don't. It's fine. Would you prefer if the semen came out scolding? Uh, the coffee normally is the warm part. <laughs> but sure, I mean, why would you know what coffee tastes do like? You know, do you know how many workplace accidents would be involved in that? Getting a man to ejaculate semen into a scalding cup of coffee? That would oh, be... Oh, so, so he that's puts a, that is a health risk. Oh, I uh -huh. thought it was like an over... Okay, sure, you're right, you're right. I'm the idiot here. It's my fault. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Have you not read our slogan? Fully blended, fully breaded. That's right. Mine is, do you want some carrots? And I'm not funny. I'm, I'm not I'm funny. I'm not creative, I'm, not creative. I'm just funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful. Well, since you've plugged so many of your slogans, um, <laughs> if I was to find you on anything, um, where would I do that and how? Well, on Instagram and Twitter, it's Chucky Bartolo. Uh, and I'm on YouTube and Facebook as well, which is just search Chucky Bartolo. There's like literally no one else with that weird name combo, so it's fine. Even Chucky Malta, I'll probably show up on Google. And I have a wiki page, so feel free to read that. I, an IMDb, everything like that. No, I don't have IMDb yet, but someone made me a wiki page and now I'm just like living my best life, being like, you can find me on a wiki, I don't need to send a CV. Beautiful. And do you have any um, shows or any projects you're working on at the current moment? I'm working on like 65 um, different <laughs> things, which is just my life constantly. So yeah, there's been new video content on YouTube, which is... Um, 
hard to explain because it's different every week. And Twitter is just a constant stream of funny jokes. And I've been sewing a bunch of outfits that I'm not happy with, but I'm making a vow in 2021 to post them even when they're not 100% perfect because that's why I don't post shit moments. I'm like, I don't like this seam and nobody cares. Literally nobody gives a shit. So, yeah. Okay. And, you know, if you wanted to, you know, um, follow me back on anything, you could follow me on Instagram at um, Sophie underscore Queen. That's S-O-O-F-A-E underscore Queen. Um, I just spell it out because I hate it when, you know, baristas misspell my name on a coffee cup or pronounce it correct incorrectly, you know. So, anyway, Juki, it's been really nice talking to you. It's been wonderful for me, too. Honestly, the experience was better than the coffee. Take that how you will. Mm. You know, that is actually my tramp stamp. Take it how oh, you nice. will. <laughs> oh, okay, that's nice. Mine is, do you want any carrots? <laughs> <laughs>